0: what's going on podcast listeners thanks so much for coming by just a reminder that a medic's mind the book is available now wherever books are sold if your particular bookstore doesn't have it they can get it i promise you it's available on amazon canada amazon us amazon uk and globally you can get it at chapters indigo wherever books are sold you can get a medic's mind as always i sincerely appreciate the support and i can't wait to inform you guys that yes, A Medic's Mind is becoming an audiobook and will be released soon. More details to follow. But until then, thank you for the support. <laughs> gentlemen and welcome to a medic's mind the podcast thank you so very much for being here i sincerely appreciate it as always i hope you're doing well so uh today is going to be a bit of a different episode because uh i'm here to call someone out ring a ding ding welcome to fight Club. that's right I am here to call somebody out, and the reason that I'm here to call somebody out is because I believe it's relevant to what I speak about on this podcast, i.e. mental health, depression, and uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, which are the two uh, ailments of which I am afflicted by, and uh, I feel it relevant to to bring this into the limelight on my podcast. Now, the the downside of that is I really don't feel like this individual deserves any sort of further spotlight. But uh, that being said, I'm all about discourse. And, uh, you know, since I don't have her in front of me, I may as well put it out into the ether. Maybe she'll hear it sometime. Maybe she'll even be willing to sit down and have a debate with me as I would love to sit down and chat with this individual. Okay, what am I talking about? Well, what I'm talking about is an article that was recently posted in the Toronto Star. The Toronto Star... Uh has a journalist by the name of Heather Malick. Heather Malick, uh, and I'm doing journalist in air quotes here because from what I read in this, it, it is an opinion piece. I will preface by saying it is an opinion piece. An opinion piece is you generally don't have to uh, cite any sort of sources or uh, legitimacy with respect to what you're writing about because it is an opinion You're allowed to have an opinion. You're allowed to feel any way you want to feel about something and you are allowed to express that. Now, that part is fine. However, when you call yourself and cite yourself as a journalist, to me, having that credential kind of elevates you to a different platform of accountability. The same as paramedics are held to account for the things that they do. Police officers are held to account for what they do, dentists are held to, so on and so forth and so forth. Now, this lady is, in her bio that you can go and check out on the Toronto Star, indicates that she is in a relatively high uh, position um, within the field of journalism at the Toronto Star. Way to break the glass ceiling there, Heather, and I only bring that up facetiously because of, of further thing. I'm not, uh, you know, not a chauvinist. Just give me time to get there. I will. So Heather Malick, uh, she penned an article um, in the Opinion section of the Toronto Star called Post-Traumatic Stress Isn't a Disorder, It's Life. She goes on to write, egregiously, I might add, Post-Traumatic Stress Disorder, or PTSD as it's known, is supposedly rampant. I'm going to take a pause here because I'd like to uh, pose a question. According to who, Heather? Who says it's rampant? Where are the figures? Where is the hyperlink to indicate that it's rampant? You see, this is where journalists worth any merit may include a hyperlink within their prose. But Heather doesn't do that. She just continues on slapping the reader in the face while bringing up the likes of Border Walls, Donald Trump, further American politics. And what does any of that have to do with PTSD? I'm still trying to figure that out. Nice work, Heather. So the thing is, she she starts off just by writing this, this broad spectrum uh, thing. She goes on to say, although the label should be used for only extreme cases, PTSD is mentioned casually and frequently. And again, I'll pause and pose a question and say, according to who, Heather, is this anecdote? If it is, you certainly don't go on to clarify that. You are touting this as though it is mainstream knowledge fact as though it's just it's cemented it's you you can't you can't argue with that people this is it's a ubiquitous thing everyone's got ptsd which is quite simply not the case speaking both numerically according to stats canada uh and speaking from anecdote and personal experience um as a a journalist you think that she would go on to to quantify why she's saying these two things but she doesn't she further pontificates, however, it is indeed a story of the moment. What moment is that, Heather? Are you implying that PTSD is a fleeting movement through the spectral constellation of social of our social media era? I'm amazed you neglected to bring up radical fourth wave feminism into the mix by way of solidifying your horribly absent arguments here. Although I fear that if you did try to bring up fourth wave feminism, you'd forget to mention the likes of, say, Marilyn French. To do so would be too much like, uh, I don't know, journalism. See, I say that because I went to Heather's Twitter um, to to get a handle on and maybe send her a message and open up some dialogue. And I was dumbfounded to see that the first tweet to hit me in the face from Heather Malik was that she was horribly mansplained by numerous male psychologists today on the complexities of mental health and women's issues. So she, she's saying that people that work in a relevant field, i.e. psychology, are reaching out to her in order to point out the egregious nature of her prose, and that's just mansplaining, because they're male. As though somehow being male invalidates the credentials that they went through to earn the moniker of psychologist. Now, that's why I brought up the feminism argument and the glass ceiling argument. Because, again, if you go to her bio, she's way up there. She is ahead of a lot of, conceivably, a lot of men in in the same field as she is. She's worked her way up to this prestigious rank within the hierarchy of the Toronto Star. And yet, this is the caliber of writing we can expect from somebody with the credentials of journalist? Well, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to flush that one and consider you a journalist. Because everything in this article is absolute piss. There's nothing of merit in here. Now, again, I understand. I get it. It's, It's a... It's, a, it's an opinion piece and you're allowed opinions. And I don't, I've heard people on on social media, I've read through some uh, some things that, that indicate that Heather should apologize. Uh, and I, I disagree. The reason I disagree is because I don't think people should apologize for their opinions, right? You're allowed to feel a certain way. However, the same as I formulate my opinions, it's usually based on the evidence and the information that I'm able to collect absorb, regurgitate, and then throw back out into the world. Sometimes I get it wrong. And by way of correction, i.e. by somebody else, or by reading a different article, or by reading a different book, or by simply having time to sit with something, uh, I am able to sometimes correct myself. Heather doesn't seem to even want to engage in that dialogue because when she has people in in a field of relevancy, i.e., uh, psychologists reaching out to her, she simply decries patriarchy. That is beyond disappointing. It's so disappointing because, I mean, how do we have a healthy discussion? How do we, because the stuff that she writes about in this in this uh, uh, article, uh, she actually th- there is like one hyperlink in here, uh, or two hyperlinks, and one one goes to the American Psychological Association. Um, and uh, indicates what the DSM5 is. The DSM5 is the diagnostic statistics manual in order to uh, d- d- in order to diagnose somebody properly with post-traumatic stress disorder. But throughout the article, she goes on to equate uh, situational and external stress with post-traumatic stress disorder or post-traumatic stress injury. Those two things are not synonymous with one another. Stress is not by way of default post-traumatic stress. And she doesn't seem to understand or be able to clearly delineate within this, this terrible jumble mess of an opinion that she's written here. Um, she says, PTSD causes causes nightmares and flashbacks. True. In some cases, not every person with PTSD has nightmares and flashbacks. There are very uh, unique... It, it, PTSD is funny. It's funny, not haha, ha but funny in that... You can have some, two people can have PTSD and have completely dissimilar symptoms. Uh, and then there's people that, that can suffer in, in synonym with one another, have very, you know, alike symptoms. But she goes on to say PTSD causes nightmares and flashbacks, according to Veterans Affairs Canada. Sufferers think negatively, feeling irritation, fear, anger, guilt, and shame. They live on the permanent edge, leaving them irritable, numb, emotionally distant, and unable to sleep they may often feel like something terrible is about to happen even when they are safe and she goes on to contextualize that by saying the previous paragraph are a crisp description of how most canadians feel about donald trump being the american president or how i feel in a large grocery store so maybe, Heather, you don't have PTSD. Maybe you have social anxiety, which is completely different from PTSD. It can be a symptom within PTSD, but it can also be its own entity. But, you know, you may as well just equate Donald Trump and social anxiety and PTSD all together in a well-thought-out, well-crafted, beautifully pieced-together prose That has gone out nationwide or at least Toronto wide to people nationwide at this point because of social media. And then when you get called out, you just decry patriarchy. Okay. (laughs) That's fun. Yeah. Let's just, let's just not have any accountability for what we do, right? Let's just not have any sort of accountability. Let's just not even entertain the idea that maybe what you wrote is absolute shit. Maybe, maybe this is a great learning opportunity. Maybe this would be a great opportunity for you to reach out to people in the industry of Veterans Affairs. Maybe you could even reach out to WSIB, see if they have, if, if the caseworkers have any people that would be willing to talk to you about PTSD. Hell, I'm even willing to come and sit and talk to you about PTSD and my personal experience with PTSD, and I say personal experience of PTSD because that's what it is. PTSD is a personal experience. It cannot be a broad brand brush or broadband brush to ubiquitously paint everyone who has PTSD as the same thing. People who have PTSD have different ailments, but you don't even go in to mention that. Instead, you further go on to talk about uh, migrant parents who have had their children taken from them at the U.S. border. Which I think we can all agree is a terrible, terrible circumstance for any, any uh, group of individuals to have to go through. But can you explain to me why that is somehow equated to what you said at the very beginning? That it's, uh, that it's, that it's used, that it, it's just life. PTSD is not a disorder, it's life. No, it is, it is very much a disorder. It is very much an injury. Now I use the term disorder, not, and and I know that there's people that dislike the term disorder, and I understand why they do. I don't, person, it's on a personal level. I don't, I don't dislike it. I don't have an issue with it. I don't take issue with it, because to me, I feel disrupted by a lot of my symptoms, and there's symptoms that I work on. There's symptoms that I am currently working on. Things that I I go through and and deal with my therapist, uh, on on very very intimate levels. Uh, You know, I've been in therapy for about three years now, and this woman probably knows me better on a professional level than any human being out there. And she has given me a better quality of life in three years than I've had in the past decade. And it is because of the fact that there are trained professionals who know how to dissect and look at things and how to assist people like myself in dealing with their specific ailments of post-traumatic stress disorder. Post-traumatic stress disorder may have certain certain, uh, guidelines to be able to diagnose properly, but it is a very subjective thing to be afflicted by. And Heather completely invalidates that by this hogwash of an article that she posted. And as a journalist, she she seems almost like proud to, to stand by this. It's, it's, I don't understand. I really don't understand. So here's Heather's, uh, resume a little bit. So it says, Heather Malik is a staff columnist whose subjects, uh, range wildly. She's published, t- published two nonfiction books. Um, and, uh, it's, I mean, if you've published books, I mean, whether they're self-published or otherwise, you clearly have a good grasp on how to write something that people are going to read, that people are going to gravitate into. Um, She has a bachelor of arts with honors, uh, a master's in English uh, literature from the uh, university of Toronto, plus a Ryerson journalism degree. So it's not even a journalism diploma. She has a degree in journalism and this is the caliber of stuff that we can expect from miss Heather Malick. Let me, uh, Let me read the first part of what she writes in its entirety. Post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD as it is known, is supposedly rampant. No hyperlink, no nothing. Although the label should be used for extreme cases, PTSD is mentioned casually and frequently. It is indeed a story of the moment. There is always a story of the moment. It rises and crests, and then attention turns elsewhere. Having occupied busy minds without sparking new insights or creating permanent help. So, according to Heather, post-traumatic stress disorder is just a fleeting spark, an ephemeral passage in our era of social media. You know, it's not like back in World War One, shell shock was you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, an acute combat stress reaction that. Uh, in a lot of cases, morphed and evolved into post-traumatic stress for those returning combatants uh, back into the Canadian uh, society. It's not as though World War II uh, returning veterans suffered from post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, it's it it is laughable that she thinks that this is just a a, a spark in the moment, just a an ebb and a flow. That we just use the term because it's a term. It's not just a term. It's not just a term. It has very specific meaning. And if you even hyperlinked yourself. <laughs> you even hyperlinked it yourself, the article or the 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 link to the DSM five, which is what psychologists use to diagnose this. You 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 basically rebuked yourself within this article, and you are too inane to realize it. Mind-blowing! This is the stuff that stigma is born from: these broad-spectrum generalizations, these these judgments, these harsh, you know, invalidations, or you know, people just uh, conflating it with themselves. You know, depression is a great example. You can feel depressed without being depressed. There is situational depression. You know, you lose a family member, you're sad, you're depressed for you know x period of time. That's not clinical depression. It can lead into, sure, yeah, sure. But it's not the same thing as clinical depression. There are times where, you know, a a Tuesday is a great Tuesday. You have an amazing day. It's awesome. You wake up on Wednesday. You can't even get out of bed. The covers are too heavy. Why? I don't know. People like Heather might just say, well, get out and go for a walk. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no, I hadn't thought about that. You know, I understand you have PTSD. Maybe just don't think about it and then you'll get better. Oh, awesome. Hey, thanks for your journalism degree. I guess psychologists don't need to exist anymore, especially male psychologists apparently. Uh it's it's laughable. It's absolutely laughable that this this is what constitutes as journalism from somebody with such prestigious records and and, and acumen. Like this is insane. I don't I this this It's 2020. It's 2020. There's so much literature out there that you can go and suss out for yourself. And you would think that writing this article, you would have wanted to have some sort of sustenance behind you. Should you get called out, which you undoubtedly will and undoubtedly did. But the thing is, I think you like it, Heather. I think this is exactly what you designed it for. I think that this is more of a political piece Wrapped up just like bacon-wrapped scallops, wrapped up in a in a very contentious issue. Because throughout this thing, you just drop little nuggets of your political disdain towards Donald Trump and the American state right now. Which I have to tell you, again, laughable because you fail to go on and, and mention any sort of uh, reasons as to, uh, you know, why these people are separated at the border. You don't go on to talk about anything that's been done uh, in in recent times to mitigate or uh, go against that. No, no, you just jump on popular narrative, uh, often strewn about by uh, mainstream media. Good for you. Way to have an original thought in your head. You know, I applaud you for that. I mean, is this is this what we can expect from Ryerson? Is this what Ryerson, is this indicative of Ryerson? Is this? the caliber of of journalists they put out. I'd like to think not. I think Heather, I think this speaks more of the caliber of person that she is, as opposed to the caliber of journalism that Ryerson puts out. I think that that this is just a repugnant article written by a very, very naive mind. Now, again, I extend the olive branch, Heather. Uh, I understand I'm a guy, so anything I say may be construed as mansplaining, but I'll do my very... You know what? I have a girl, uh, a friend of mine, who is, uh, in my opinion, much more articulate than I am, much more diplomatic than I am, perhaps even more leaning towards your side of the fence, politically speaking. I'm sure that I could get her to sit down and talk to you. So if you happen to hear this, Heather, if somehow by some miracle, somebody in the listener verse makes sure that you hear this and you've made it to the 20 plus minute mark, I would love for you to sit down with this individual. She's female, so there's no mansplaining. Although, you know, if a woman talks down to a woman, is that woman splaining? If not, can you explain to me why? Can you explain to me why that isn't uh, woman splaining? But I, I digress. This article is junk. It's absolute junk, and it does nothing to benefit anybody within uh, within within context. Nothing. Nothing at all. She goes. She mentions firefighters. Um, she mentions uh, veterans. She mentions, uh, I believe, corrections and law enforcement in there, uh, indicating you know, giving some sort of understanding that that there's a high stress jobs. Uh, these people have stress. Normal stress as well. Stress at home. Stress the same stress that you go through. But post traumatic stress disorder, post traumatic stress injury, occupational stress injury is not the same thing as just being stressed out, Heather. So, no, post-traumatic stress disorder is not life, okay? It's not life. To say such a thing is egregious because life, you know, in, in an idealistic stance, life is supposed to be enjoy, enjoyable. Life is supposed to be fun and pleasurable, and, and we're supposed to go through certain, uh, you know, ebbs and flows in life. But, you know, to just equate life to being post-traumatic stress disorder without any sort of real argument other than Donald Trump is in office— what are you like? What what point are you trying to make? You hate grocery stores and Donald Trump has a bad toupee. I don't understand what you're coming like where you're coming at from this thing. I don't think you even understand where you're coming at because this article pulls you in so many different directions. If you have the ability to stomach the three minute read, that is this repugnant piece of literature, uh, which is three minutes I'm never going to get back in my life. To be honest with you, um. But I mean, the like the Toronto star, it's been around a long time and and, the, and you have a pretty decent role within that uh, within that organization. and this is the caliber of stuff they're putting out in there. now, again, opinion piece, I get it, okay, And I'm not one to call and say that you should apologize. I don't think I don't think you should apologize to be honest. and here's I, I touched on it briefly. It's an opinion, but you should be open to the fact that, hey, maybe your opinion is is open to some critique here and maybe you should open your mind to that critique and it can help you formulate a new and much more educated opinion on something you know I, it's it's i i don't I, I can't comprehend how somebody with your credentials could write this and then be as unapologetic as you are Right Now, again, I'm not saying unapologizing is in that you owe people an apology. I just mean that there is no humility from you based on your social media presence. Scrolling through, all you've done is is bash male psychologists. So there's that. So not only do you bash male psychologists, but you invalidate an entire sect. And it is a, a minor percentage of the entire populace, by the way that is afflicted with PTSD, but you go ahead and completely invalidate them by saying that because you're stressed at a grocery store, you're exactly the same. That is insane. That's insane. So yeah, this, this podcast, this episode, this is me calling out Heather Malik saying that your article, Heather, is absolute sh- Anyway, Now that I've yelled and rambled for about as long as I can, I am going to go and find something worthy of reading and maybe even retain something because the only thing that I was able to take away from this article is that Heather Malick should find a different job. Anyway, guys, be well, be safe, and above all else, keep talking to each other. (laughs)
1: We'll <laughs>